traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. The International Equine Network is presenting the International Equine Report. It's going to be a good one today, folks. I tell you, it's uh, been a good week. Uh, we're getting into the, the season now here in South Florida for racing and showing and for the sales and everything. And that's what's exciting is you see a lot of new things coming up. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting uh, because you never can write a book and say, okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. Um, you know, you just have to play it day by day, week by week, month by month, and hope that you get there. That's what we're trying to do. And I, I was just saying today to one of our riders here how good your horse was looking. And I said, you've been working hard on it and everything. And and uh, they were really, you know, getting the horse all, all done up nice. And we got to talking about uh, the coat and how the, the hair on the horse looked and its attitude and everything. And, and one of the things that I've always said throughout my career is the horse looks good from the inside out. And what I mean by that is that in order for a horse to look good on the outside, he's got to feel good on the inside. And there's a lot of products out there now that, uh, uh, that are feed supplements that really help your horse uh, grow, uh, help them get better, uh, help them get, maintain a healthy coat. Uh, those are the kind of things that you look for. Now, a lot of people feel that they can put topical uh, sprays and things on and shampoos to make them look gooder. It does. It does help, but it's really got to come from within. And so um, there's a company called Smart Pack. And uh, these guys and girls there at Smart Pack are really uh, good people. Um, the, the, they make the skin and coat shine uh, with a use of, of Smart Omega 3 and E Ultra. It's a feed supplement. And let me tell you, it really works. Uh, you go into it, um, you know, take a picture of the day you start them on it, and then take a picture a week later and 30 days later, and you'll see a whole different horse. It, it helps them uh, with their, um, you know, with their feed and, and things of that nature. And, and that's the whole point we're trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, put across to equestrians. It comes from within. And so you have to do things to uh, help them and supplements to help them, uh, you know, and that, that's what we're just trying to, uh, trying to tell everybody, you know, get on the, get on the right program and your horse will do good inside and outside. And that's, that's what we, we try to do with the horses. Um, we got, uh, and speaking of looking good, we got the global champions tour, uh, coming up, uh, here in Miami. And I tell you what, it, it's going to be a sight to behold in Miami. Um, we're, we're uh, thinking that uh, we're going to have some people from our, our facility here riding down there. Uh, it's going to be um, in Miami Beach, right? It's right on the beach. And I tell you, uh, it, it's a sight to behold, as we say, and everything, sight to behold. Um, with um, Top Sport Hospitality Entertainment, again, returning to the heart of the USA's East Coast, the individual and GLC team series heads to the USA from April the 12th to the 15th. Uh, it's going to be, uh, right, like I said, right on, on the beach. Uh, they're telling me it's going to be a jaw-dropping jaw, jaw location at Miami Beach. I get so excited about these things. Uh, offers prime uh, spectating positions with uh, chic redesign and relocation of the G. Uh, Global Champions uh, Lounge in Global Champions Village. Um, they have shopping there. They have food. They have everything. It's really going to be something. Just go to uh, www.globalchampionstour.com and they'll tell you all about it. That's uh, April 14th and 15th in Miami. And then, uh, you know, it's just been so crazy here in the horse business, and it's hard to keep up with everything that um, – uh, you know, to put into a show like this because we had to just like skim over some of the things that, which I'd really like to go into detail, like the Global Champions Tour and 
and USEF and FEI and um, you know all all that programming. Uh, but it's just almost impossible to do until we start getting in a position where we can have a, a quest for equine gold um, show, you know, that would be 30 minutes long. Uh, a 30 minute program would do each one of our little projects here, um, uh, you know, justice. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have to rush through it or I wouldn't have to rush through it, you know, that type of thing. So that's what our goal is uh, eventually. Uh, and then to get good uh, announcers and broadcasters and people to call in, get me off this thing so I could just sit back in my big chair and be the, be the boss. And I always wanted to be the boss, but, you know, I'm bossing myself, and I don't, I don't know about that in this project. Um, we have last call this year, 2023. Uh, last call is the live programming that we do um, about the sales. Uh, today we have golf sales uh it's um out of europe it's a live sales that's going on right now if you go to our um website uh, iantv.org you can see it uh, uh they're they're uh, um it's just so doggone interesting to see uh you know how it goes uh, with all these things uh, that we do here and where we come from and um you know how we do it but the golf sales is usually one of the um, premier sales in Europe uh, that, that they have. Uh, it's, they've got everything over there from the yearling sales to the horses in training to broodmare sales, stallion sales, uh, online sales, uh, you know, um, live sales. Uh, you, you have, we, we cover it. And so we have that on there t on today, on today's uh, program. And then we go, uh, next we'll go to the winter mix sales in HRA, January 24th and 25th um, of this year. Uh, the HRA under TAC is January 23rd, Monday, um, at the OBS sales in Ocala. Um, that, that'll be, that's a good sale, and I like it because you can go there and, and you literally can buy you a potential broodmare uh, that you can take to the breeding shed right away. Um, you can buy a horse that's in training and take a race, you know, literally the, the next week out of the sales and it comes ready made uh, so that, that's why i like that mixed sale and no matter whether it's in ocala kentucky new york california wherever because it gives you uh instant uh, ability to uh increase the value of the horse that you buy uh especially like say uh if you get a, a potential brood mare uh you can take her and uh and breed her to a nice stallion and that instantly could double or triple or you know, uh, quadruple her value, uh, depending on what stallion you breed her to, and all, and that's instant. You know, I mean, it's just it just happens right away. Or you can get a horse that's in training, and you go down and, and uh, at the sale, watch the horse uh, uh, work on Monday, uh, January 23rd. If it has a good work, you buy it. Then you can literally go anywhere uh, in the country and race it because it's already race fit and ready to go. So that's that's what we look at at the OBS sales. And then, um, of course, again in March, I have a two-year-old in training sale. And that's really the first uh, sale in the country to where you can go buy a horse that's uh, a two-year-old getting ready and getting uh, getting going on down the road. And you might have your derby winner there, uh, you know, because the horse is already showing what he can do and what he can't do. And that's really a, a sale that I like to – it's um, the OBS uh, two-year-old training sales, March 20th and 22nd. Um, under tax show will be 14th and 17th, uh, which is uh, Tuesday uh, through Friday, and they start at 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. And you can watch that here uh, on IENTV.org, too, also. And then uh, the last one, uh, these, these sales pretty much co cover it all. It's March uh, 2nd. We have a digital Fazic Tipton sales uh, that um, you can go online and, and and actually, uh, you know, bid on the horses. It's all digital, and, and that seems to be coming a pretty good, um, uh, you know, thing for everybody to do now. Uh, it, it's going the digital way. Uh, you know, I, I always said, and, and that's how we got the name Last Call for the sales show, was the fact that we uh, uh, said, how are they going to, uh, uh, you know, bid on this horse? Who's going to be uh, make the last call? Is it going to come from the telephone? Is it going to be digital or is it going to be at the sales? 
you know, live and in person. And, and that's how Last Call got its name. And, and the digital sales becoming pretty popular now because uh, what a uh, potential uh, buyer would have to do is have somebody in that location physically go to the farm or to the track, wherever the horse is at, and, and inspect the horse and uh, maybe even have the horse vetted out. And so you know what you're getting. And and then uh, when the sale comes along and starts, uh, you know, it's all digital and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, traveling to uh, wherever it's at, hotels, you know, plane tickets, driving, what have you. And, and the digital sales really becoming popular now. Uh, it's still nice to go to the sales, you know, and get the feeling and the atmosphere of the sales. But um, it's awful nice to be able to buy a horse digitally um, anywhere in the world. You know, after you've had all, all the horses looked at and inspected, so that's that's what's really uh, got everybody going in the horse sales now. And then, of course, we have uh, horse sales coming up from um, Australia. Uh, we have uh, horse sales coming up from France, uh, Australia again. Uh, have them England. Uh, we have, I mean, just all across the board. For the next uh, 90 days, we're going to have. Uh, live horse auctions um, literally every week um, on IEM to see who's buying what and where they're going. So now we're getting into something that, that I've been working on for 20 plus years and I'm excited about it. I'm always excited about everything. Shoot, I'm excited to get up in the morning and everything. But um, it's a program that uh, documentary that we started. It's called How They Get There the 2023 uh, Kentucky Derby. Um, I have a, a, a gentleman, young gentleman, a graduate of Indiana University, is going to be uh, assisting us with uh, some of the programming that we're doing here, uh, especially in this documentary. It's Max Anderson, and uh, we'll have him on the show next week uh, to talk about what he's doing and how he's doing it and a little bit about his experience and uh, um, you know, I'm excited to have that. He, he's a real excellent voice and uh, knows a little bit about the business. So that's going to really help us out with what we're doing because it's going to get um, uh, really tough here because I've got a lot of projects going and I'm going to need a lot of people, you know, to do it. Um, BBS has got me covered on everything. And, I, and also that, that's uh, exciting for me because I know that I'm in good hands. And uh, it's just a matter of adding a few things here and there, and we'll be on the road to the Derby in 2023. Well, the uh, point system that they have for the Derby now is very interesting. Um, it's worked for the last couple of years. Uh, it gets, and what it does is it, it schedules a point system for if you win, uh, if you win a race, uh, you can get uh, 20 points, uh, you know, and, and down to, uh, you know, fourth place fifth place and, and you build up these points to get into the derby to be part of that 20 qualifying field the second series raises the points up to like 50 and, and then the final series uh, you know raises it up to 100 well everybody's trying to plan out their schedule uh, to get to the derby and you look at the condition books from all the different racetracks that have these point uh um uh, races that, that uh, award points to went in and, you know, so forth. And it, it's worked pretty good. But now there's a lot of things that have changed. Uh, and, it, and it's all basically got down to uh, a situation that uh, involved Bob Baffert and his horses. Uh, Bob um, was um, one of his horses tested positive for an illegal drug and he was suspended um, until 2024 in the Kentucky tracks uh, and, and pertaining to the Derby and, and, and all racing in Kentucky, actually. And so Bob's allowed to race in California, you know, in other states, but just not Kentucky. So all the points that he has accumulated for the Kentucky Derby, he, he can't, he's not going to get them. Until the owners transfer the ownership or the trainers and horses into another trainer's name, he's got to February 28th to do that. And so he's been really uh, Bob's a good trainer, 
you know, and he's won a lot of races, you know, probably second to none, you know, in, in the business. But the whole the whole long and short of it is, is this year he can't um, race in the Derby. And for example, um, last week out in um, out in California, uh, there were some um, Derby points uh, races for Derby points that uh, had come in, and uh, the elk, uh, you know, I, it, it was just like, come on, what do you do? It was the Bob Lewis is what what was the name of the race, and he had literally had four of the four horses in there. And, you know, you know, you can't beat that when you got, you're taking all the derby points up with four different horses. And the reason that they're not getting full fields in California is because that they have a, um, uh, well, I don't, I don't know how to, how to explain it. Um, the system in California, they've got a lot of turf races. Uh, tremendous, I'd say 65% of their races, you know, could be on the turf. And so your dirt fields are very limited and it makes it tough, you know, to get horses in. And so if you, if you're in California and you want to race, uh, you know, you get four or five, six horse fields and it makes it easy for you. You Yeah. I'm not saying easy. You still got to beat good horses, but the thing of it is, is it's very limited. And so that's what happened in the Bob Lewis out there. Uh, the people uh, just didn't want to enter it. And you're looking at, you know, derby points. You know, you're looking at, uh, uh, you know, a very, very reputable race. A lot of good horses go to it. Um, it was a $200,000 race. Um, it was won by Newgate, which is a Bob Baffert horse. Um, you know, they finished uh, first through fourth. Now, the Arabian Lion that finished fourth in the race was all the talk of the town. He was going to be probably, uh, you know, a derby favorite. He's right up there. And then his three stable mates run right past him. And he finishes last in a four-horse field. Um, you know, he, he broke good. Everything went good. But it's just boom. You know, and now he's back in the back of the pack. And now, you know, he's fourth. And, and again, it goes to the things that we've been talking about to as far as, um, you know, how to plan your uh, route to the Derby. And, and with, um, you know, with the way things are there, um, those owners have got to make a decision, you know, who to send their horses to. And, uh, you know, if they're going to get the points that they had in the race, uh, if they're not going to get the points, uh, you got all kinds of ways that you got to uh, figure to get your horse to the Derby. So that was one of them. Now, the second thing uh, that your uh, owner and trainer has to deal with is the weather. The weather has been terrible. In fact, uh, last week, uh, uh, last Saturday, we were sitting there looking at uh, the uh, weather stakes that was supposed to be run at Aqueduct, and it, um, it wasn't run because of the weather. So that, you know, that was another thing that, uh, you know, a trainer uh, has to adjust the training schedule for. And so now the weather's is going to be this Saturday, weather permitting. And hopefully, you know, they can get, you know, get back into their, you know, plans and their route to the Kentucky Derby for the horses that, were, that are going to be in that field. So that, that's something that, uh, you know, you, you, never, you can't control. And then the other thing is, is that um, some of the races that we've had that were Derby point uh, getters, Torrential rains fell, muddy track. It was, you know, it was horrible conditions, you know, and you don't know how your horse comes out of it, how he's going to handle the mud, you know, if it was just, a, you know, an effort to uh, to get points. Uh, you know, it's just so many things there that you have to look at, you know, when you're trying to get to the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, I, I tell you, uh, this is the time of year you got to really, really start planning because, uh, it can be quite brutal, the weather in Kentucky and Arkansas uh, and even in Florida um, in, in the next couple of months. Uh, it could be uh, raining and snowing in uh, hot springs. It could be raining in, in Kentucky. 
uh, you know, it can be brutal heat here in Florida. And, and we've got some good races coming up. Um, you know, the Florida Derby, uh, we've got the uh, Holy uh, Holy Bull, um, you know, that we've had. Uh, uh, we've got um, Sam F. Davis, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Derby, the Florida Derby. Uh, we've got a lot of good races coming up, you know, so it's going to be hard to plan for it. And uh, that, that's the whole point that we're trying to get and trying to show on how they get there. The pressures and the things, the decisions that have to be made by not only the owner but the trainer, the jockeys. Uh, the jockeys right now are, as they say, jockeying to, for the best horse that, that they see out there running now uh, to get into the Kentucky Derby, and they got to they got to make a choice. Uh, you know, and, and the earlier you make the choice, uh, the better off uh, the jockey is the better off the owner and the trainer are because they know they've got a team going into the derby and they don't have to be scrambling to find a, you know, jockey to ride, ride their horse. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's tough. That's tough. But, um, uh, we're, we're looking at a horse called Forte. He remains the number one with 40 points. Instant coffee still at number two with 32 points. Um, Forte breeze, uh, relaxed four furlongs and 51 and four. Uh, for Todd Pletcher at Palm Beach Downs on Saturday. Um, there are no works, uh, recent works for instant coffee. So they kind of backed off on instant coffee and, and, you know, bringing him around, resting him up, because between now and the Derby, uh, you're looking at two races, maybe three races, for a horse that, uh, that you're going to try to get into into the Derby. And the reason that it's so few, few uh, races is that um, um, you don't want to beat your horse up going into the derby and having tired up, beat up, sore, you know, anything can happen in a race. So, you know, it, it's really kind of tough now. It says um, it's it's saying to you, uh, the, the industry is saying to you, uh, be careful where you go, be careful what you do. Because one bad decision right at this stage and point can determine how you run in the Derby and if you run in the Derby. That's that's the problem right now. That is a big problem right now. And, and these uh, Derby standings are, are constantly changing, um, you know, point-wise. Uh, like I said, Forte's got 40 points. Instant Coffee's got 32. He's kind of – Instant Coffee's kind of like on the shelf and resting up a little bit. Uh, we got um, – uh, Curly Jack with 17, Blazing Seventh with 16, Jace's Road with 15. Uh, those are the top five right there. <laughs> and, you know, this, this is the thing that I always like. I just love watching every Saturday the races that are getting ready to, to come along. Um, we we uh, were looking at a horse the other day, or actually last week. And uh, I tell you, it was it was amazing because I tell you what, it sure jumped up and it caught a lot of people's eye. And I mean, it just went across real quick. The the wire services and the racing forms and uh, you know you name it, it, that's where it went. Uh, and it even caught it even caught Todd Pletcher by surprise. Um, this horse come up and it was a nice race that they had at. Um, uh, at Gulfstream Park. It's on February 4th. A big race day there. We'll talk about that race day on February 4th around the country here in just a minute. But this was a, a purse was $86,000. It's for three year olds, which have never won a race other than maiden claiming or starter. Um, it, it's a, it, it was, I tell you what, it shocked everybody. It's going a mile. And the horse that Todd had was called Tappet Trice. Uh, Louis Saez was riding and he came, he come out of the gate. And, well, actually Todd had uh, two horses in here. She, 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 sisterkin, she, sisterkin came, uh, came out running and tap it trice came out running. And next thing you know, they're way ahead of the field. They're running off with it. Tap it trice is eight in front. Followed by um, his stable mate there um, by four lengths back. 
this horse was running away wild. And there, it just came out of nowhere. And so now, all of a sudden, you know, this horse is a potential, or these top two horses are potential derby winners. You know, they, they're at peak, they're hitting the right time, right strike. You know, and it just goes to show you the best laid plans you never know. Now, there were no points available in this for uh, the Derby, but now it gives Todd a, a second thought. You know, now I've got two horses that just, you know, exploded and woke up, and so we don't know what to do with them. So now you got to look at what's going to happen with Forte. Todd's got Forte. He's won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, he won the Breeders' Cup Futurity. Uh, at Keeneland, um, this horse is just uh, Forte is just best the best of the best. Okay, now you got three horses training in the same barn, you know, for Todd Pletcher, and so now he's got options. Um, he's got uh, the Sam F. Davis is coming up here this weekend in Tampa. He's got uh, quite a few other options that he could go with, and now he has to start looking. Who do I send? to the Fountain of Youth, who do I send, you know, to um, uh, the Risen Star. Now he's got three horses, and you don't want to be running them together against each other. So now he could be in Hot Springs. He could be in New, New Orleans. He could be in New York, uh, you know, to see where these horses are going to go. And it just goes to show you the best laid plans. You never do know what's going to happen. And the, this, these two horses jumped up. And, I mean, they shocked everybody. They shocked everybody. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, we're, we're looking at, uh, in three starts, Tappet Trice has got $100,000 $100, in earnings. Um, no derby points. Uh, you know, but they're, they're going to be working on that and, and see what happens with it, you know, with this horse. Um, he, he's always been a good, good horse. And consistently... Uh, the last uh, two races, uh, his speed rating was 84, 96, and 96. So, you know, he's a solid horse. Uh, the races haven't taken anything out of him. And, and you know, I said, I'd, hate, I'd like to have that problem where you got three horses and you, you don't know which one's going to be the best. You know which one's the best now, but you don't know which one's going to be the best on the first Saturday in May. And, and you got to get them there and you got to. Uh, uh, be careful how you run them. You don't want to beat them up, bruise them up, you know, and get a bad, uh, you know, bad race out of them. And, and again, like I said, it goes back to the weather and the track conditions and, you know, every, everywhere we go, you know, you got all kinds of things to look at. Um, a good example, another good example of things you have to look at is the Palmettos here, here in uh, Boynton Beach. Um, they got about 1,600 horses over there training. And they had to go the last six or seven days uh, not being able to use the track because the track had holes in it. And they had to repair that track and get it back. And they were literally shuttling horses from Boynton Beach uh, down to Miami, which is about an hour and a half drive away, um, you know, so that they could train and work their horses. Uh, you know, it, it, we had a lot of people calling wanting to know if they could bring their horse to Palm Beach Downs to work them, and, and we didn't allow that. You know, because uh, it's it's a tough business, and that's another thing. You know that uh, the weather, um, the training, uh, you know, so many things can come up, and you have to adjust your program, your training program, to you know go with it. And, and so now, you know, all of a sudden, guys, we've looked at uh, what have we looked at here? We've looked at weather. We've looked at uh, we've looked at uh, training track conditions. Uh, we've looked at, um, you know, where, what races can you go to? Those those three things right there, uh, you know, are just uh, are crazy, to, you know, for you to make up your mind. You know, you can miss a week of training because the track's not any good where you're at. Uh, you can miss, uh, you know, a week of training because of the weather. You can miss an important derby point race like they did uh, with the Withers at Aqueduct because of snow and ice and the track's closed. So now you know it's just so many things that that you you know you got to look at. And I was saying the other day to uh, one of our trainers out here, one of our standard red trainers, is uh, what in the heck do you think is going on with this weather? Because it affects them too. 
you know, they said, we, we just roll with the tide. So that's the only thing we can do is just, you know, take it day by day and go from there. And and so the der- derby's going to get start getting interesting now because now you got horses that, um, uh, you know, the top 20 horses are good, but all of a sudden you got some new shooters coming into town and that are going to be, uh, you know, in some of these big derby races that are coming up. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, don't don't know what to think about it. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Golden Gate Field Stakes uh, here uh, that, that's coming up. Um, Bob Baffert, again, you know, mind you, these are points for the Derby. Uh, it's the El Camino uh, Royale Derby. Um, it's uh, on the 11th. Uh, it will be at 7.45 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. It's uh, race number eight, and it's a nice nice race here. Uh, this is really evenly matched, uh, to be honest with you. Um, we have Gilmore for Bob Baffert, and we have um, uh, Nullabar uh, for Bob Baffert. Uh, it's an eight-horse field. Uh, they're going a mile and an eighth on the dirt, or actually all-weather track. So that's another thing that I forgot to put in there. You know, uh, you might have a horse that can run good on the weather all-weather track, but uh, not on the dirt or the turf. So this is an all-weather track. And this horse could literally, he could um, just win by 10 on on the all-weather track and then not handle the dirt tracks at, um, you know, any of the other tracks uh, like uh, Oakland or, you know, um, Aqueduct or Churchill King and that type of thing. Um, but like I said, it's an eight-horse field. They're carrying 122 pounds. Uh, they're going a mile and an eighth on the all-weather track, and we're, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, you know what happens there. Um, only Bob knows what kind of two horses that he has, um, and that, that's going to play into the strategy on how they win. Uh, you know, if they can win, and so that's uh, like I said, it's another. Uh, uh, Derby points race, uh, uh, the El Camino Royal Derby, February 11th at Golden Gate Fields. So that's going to be interesting. Is it going to be uh, another Bob Baffert one-two, uh, like it was the other day when it was one-two-three-four, and he had that only four in there? Be interesting to see. Um, Bob won the race last year, uh, so he he's got to. He's got a lot of good horses. Like I said, he, he's, a, he's a great, great trainer, uh, you know. And, and let me tell you, uh, you got to deal with him when, whenever you get to the tracks. But it's just unfortunate that he's got that uh, suspension hanging over him. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, these trainers, the messes they get themselves into, you know, especially when you got all that um, – Fame and fortune, it's, it's, it's tough. It, it hits them all just about. And that's why I hope I never get famous and I hope I never get rich because I don't want to have problems like that. And uh, so uh, Aqueduct is, is back the, uh, with the, this weekend with the $250,000 Wither Stakes. It's on February 11th at um, Aqueduct Racetrack. Uh, the temperatures are expected to be about 40 degrees higher than they were a week earlier. Uh, when the Arctic blast forced the, uh, the cancellation of, of the racing at Aqueduct, um, it's a mile and an eighth that they'll be going. That's three. It's uh, for the three-year-olds uh, headed for the Kentucky Derby. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with this one. Uh, Linda Rice uh, is a, uh, the good part of the delay for Linda Rice was that it announced February second giving her time to work Chester and Mary uh, Broman's homebred frosted uh, uh, on the February 3rd. So she liked that. And, and uh, she's got this Arctic arrogance, which is a, a nice nice three-year-old. Uh, I think he can get to distance maybe a little further. She's got uh, that. And, it, it, and again, this is a seven-horse field. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this one comes out. Billy Mott's got a nice horse in there. Brad Cox is there. So all the big guns are there, you know, with it. Um, 
they were all pointed for last week's uh, race, but now they had to make their adjustments in training and weather conditions and so forth to see what that, you know, what that was going to be like. And so um, I'm excited about seeing that this weekend uh, to see how it's going to come out. Um, it's going to be a pretty good race. I, I really do believe it. Lascano uh, is riding uh, uh, Arctic Arrogance for Linda Rice. Um, he tough horseman. Um, I tell you, Brad Cox has got a hit show in there, and, and that horse is really nice. He's got Manny Franco in the irons. Uh, it's going to be tough. And then the one that um, uh, I, I think uh, it's going to be a real, real good horse and, and really a closer. Took a horse called General Bank. Uh, banker, uh, it's a New York bred, and I think he just might sneak in there and get uh, get some of that money uh, there. That, that'll be in the um, weather's uh, post time was 4:27 Eastern time from Aqueduct. And you can see it here on International Equine Network uh, on intv.org. Um, then we're getting back here close to home. Here uh, we've got the um, Remsen. Uh, uh, Stakes winner coming in uh, to Tampa Bay. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he's fared since the Remsen Stakes. Um, that the Remsen was really a good race. The track wasn't all that great, but it, it was a good race. Uh, I always thought it was um, uh, a good prep race for the uh, Tampa Bay Derby, uh, but they decided to run this one in, in the. Um, and the Sam F. Davis is a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. That's a two hundred fifty thousand added. Um, got some really nice horses in here. Uh, I, I was just looking the other day. Yeah, this uh, this horse that I, that I don't know a lot about, but uh, litigate uh, for Todd Pletcher. Uh, Saez is running is riding him. Uh, nice horse. Um, Really, really good uh, horse. Um, we'll see. We'll see Saturday. He he might be another tap at Trice to come up and just you know explode and win this thing by many. Uh, he, he's that type of a, of a horse. Uh, classic classic legacy uh, from Billy Mott. Billy Mart's barn is really hot now, and uh, Billy's doing really good. He he always did good, but you know now he's up there, you know, and on the way to the Derby, and Billy knows how to get them there. Uh, you know, that, that's for sure. But um, that'll be the um, Sam F. Davis uh, on Saturday. You can watch it right here at IANTV.org and see what's going on there. And then at Tampa Bay, just to show you um, how things go, this is an ungraded race. Uh, uh, the, the Suncoast Stakes drew the most of the star power on February 11th on the um, um, Tampa Bay card uh, and Wonder Wheel and Julia Shining among the entries for the $250,000 or for the $150,000 race. Um, I tell you, I tell you, the Phillies Phillies are really getting crazy out there. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens with them. Uh, It's just, you know, I, I get so frustrated sometimes in a in a thoroughbred business about um, the horse racing and and how to get a horse there. And you you know you, for example, you work so hard all year long getting your horses ready to go, and the next thing you know, you, you come up, you got weather conditions, uh, you got track conditions, um, you got the condition of your horse, and it could step off easy and get a bruise. It could a lot of things that could happen to it. You know, and I tell you, it's just, um, it's just amazing, you know, the highs and the lows. Um, I can remember back in the day we had a horse named Del Baba, um, and we were on the road to the Kentucky Derby, and that's how how they get there really got started is when I was uh, with him, and uh, we were pointing for the Kentucky Derby. Dewey Smith was the trainer, and Dewey said, you know, the, the game is ups and downs. And he said, you're new to the game. This is in 1982. He said, you're new to the game. And he said, just remember that. Ups and downs, he said, uh, you can be on top today and you can be nobody tomorrow. 
And that's what happened. I was working with uh, uh, three horses uh, for doing. Um, I had uh, Liscapade, which uh, he came up and he won the Kentucky Derby trial at a mile there at Churchill, and he paid 115.40. Nobody even thought of him, you know, being in, in the winter circle because there were three Kentucky Derby entries that ran in the Derby trial that were going to go on to run in the, Der- in the Kentucky Derby. And we just, we, you know, we caught them all right at the wire. And, and Dewey told me um, on the way back to the barn, he said, Scotty, he said, I think we, we entered the wrong horse for the Kentucky Derby, meaning El Baba, you know, uh, opposed to Liscapade. So, you know, again, you know, we didn't know that, 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 that the horse had that any. You know, but we were surprised and we liked it, you know. And so that gave us even more hope for the Derby the next week. And so it, it was interesting. We had all the TV and the press around for a whole week every day at the barn. They'd follow you to your car. They'd follow you, you know, wherever you were going. they asking about, you know, El Baba and, and Wiscapade and Cabildo Lake. And, you know, they were just crazy about it. And I mean, I was hiring a kite. I, I mean, I just couldn't believe that, you know, just starting into the business and being around this type of horse, you know, and, and I was just so blessed, you know, to be around it. So walking over to uh, the, the paddock at Churchill was great. It's something that every horseman dreams about and wants to experience, you know, be on the end of that shank uh, that's taking a horse over for the Derby. We were co-favorite for the Derby that year. And so, um, you know, I, I was just high, high as high could get you in life. You know, it was God blessed me. So we get in, loaded into the gate. Alba, he comes out of the gate, breaks on top. You know, he's right up front. He's running, head of the stretch. He's he's, uh, you know, in good position to make his move to go on to, um, uh, you know, to win. And you know, we were all excited, and then. Uh, there was a filly in the race, and her name was Koopa Koi's Joy. And she started backing up, and the whole field started backing up. And when they did, it was just, it was like a, a, a demolition derby. Horses bumping into each other, knocking each other around and and everything. And um, Obama actually uh, wrenched a hawk in that coming down the stretch, and we finished 11th. And, you know, it, it, we just got beat by a bunch of good horses. You know, not not blaming, you know, anything, you know, on, on anything. We just got beat by a bunch of good horses. You know, but again, it goes to show you, you never can tell what's going to happen, you know, in a race or on the way through the derby. But that, that's what happened. And so, you know, uh, the whole point is, is that you don't know what kind of horse you're going to be running up against. You don't know what kind of horse you're going to have. Uh, you don't know if your horse is going to run good today and bad tomorrow. You know, that that type of thing. You don't know what the weather is going to be like and all the things we, we just talked about. You know, so it makes it very difficult, you know, when you're on the way to the Derby. And, and this week, um, we, we've got some uh, uh, nice nice races coming up. Like I said, here at, um, uh, you know, in Florida, uh, we've got, um, uh, you know, uh, some real, real uh, top talent that, that's coming in. Um, for all this, uh, from all across the country. And so I, I, I'm just saying that um, you got to plan everything out. You, you know, you, you just can't uh, jump up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and here's how we're going to do it. You know, you got to make contingency plans, you know, into everything that you're doing. Um, I tell you, I'm so confused now about which way to go you know, uh, with these horses, who to follow, who not to follow. And every Saturday, I sit here and I mark down my sheets, uh, you know, where we're we're going with them. Um, You know, the Sam Davis is a great uh, prep race for the uh, Tampa Bay Derby. Um, You know, the Holy Bull was a great uh, prep race for the uh, Gulfstream for the Fountain of Youth and the Florida Derby. Uh, the Withers is a great, uh, great race to, uh, to come out and, and come back to the Woodward. Uh, so you're looking at that. Um, and good horses are there. I mean, you're, you're running against the best of the best. 
and there and and now uh, the way the weather has been and the way um, the horses have been running, uh, you know, Todd Fletcher and Baffert and quite a few others have to take a real good look at uh, what's coming up down the road. Um, you're looking at the Risen Star coming up. It's a four hundred thousand uh, dollar purse uh, at the fairgrounds, going a mile and an eighth. Uh, that's February eighteenth. Uh, those are 50 Derby points there to the winner. So that's something to look at. And then um, you're looking at, at uh, a week later, you're looking at the Rebel Stakes. Uh, it's a million-dollar purse at Oakland uh, that's there. So you, you got to try to decide whether you want to go to the Risen Star or the Rebel. Um, you know, money-wise, money well, I tell you, a lot of people are going to be going to the Rebel because of that money, that million-dollar purse. It's a grade two. Uh, you know, that, that's something that you got to look at. Um, then we got the uh, Fountain of Youth coming up, going a mile on the 16th. At Gulfstream, March the 4th, that's 400000 added. Uh, you got the Gotham at Aqueduct, going a mile, which is um, uh, March 4th, uh, 300000 You got the San Felipe at San Anita, that's a $400,000 race, uh, going March uh, 4th. Then you got the Tampa Bay Derby coming back a uh, month. You know, you're coming back uh, a month uh, from this weekend, which is doable. And and if you run in the Tampa Bay Derby, uh, you know, you're at, Mar you're at March 11th. And, and that kind of puts you in a bad position because you might need one more race before the Kentucky Derby. Might need one more race before the Kentucky Derby. And, boy, those are few and far between. I'm telling you, and the ones that you do find – It'll get you there. It's going to be, um, you know, a tough race. You're going to be eliminated down to the, you know, to the very best of the best. Yeah, you know, headed towards the Derby. And so, um, you know, you got the Sunland Derby. It's five hundred thousand. Um, it's Sunland Park. That's March twenty eighth. Um, but that's out west. And if you travel out west uh, to go, then you're looking at shipping. Uh, um, contingencies, and a lot of things that you're looking there that will affect your horse. Uh, then we got um, March 25th, we got the Louisiana Derby coming up uh, at uh, the fairgrounds. That's a million dollars. Um, the UAE Derby, which is $2 million at Maiden Park. And uh, um, so, you know, it, that's there. Um, you got the Florida Derby, a million dollars, April the 1st. Arkansas Derby, April the 1st, a million two. 50. You got the Bluegrass Stakes, which is a million, April the 8th. Tananita Derby, which is April the 8th, a million dollars. And the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct, which is a million dollars. So, you know, now all these things come into play on how they get there. And, and that's what we're trying to explain uh, in this documentary uh, about all the things that uh, we're looking at, you know, to see what these, uh, how, how you get there. And it's going to be simple, a lot simpler than I explained in the video is. I guarantee you that. That's for sure. And um, if you go to our website, you see what we're – the storyboard, as we call it. It's called How They Get There, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Uh, we're looking at One Star Farm as the owner and how they go about getting their horses ready for the Kentucky Derby. That's what we look at. And, and we go behind the scenes and find out you know, what, what they do to get their horses there. And we'll talk about contingency plans. We'll talk about uh, all the things that could come up, you know, from there. Then uh, we meet the trainers, and, and we're uh, talking with D. Wayne Lucas, uh, Todd Pletcher, and see, uh, you know, you, their, their reasoning behind it. Uh, D. Wayne's one of the greatest trainers of all times, but his um, uh, Todd Pletcher worked for uh, him for – a little bit, and, and Todd's has come up and was trainer of the year, the Eclipse Award winner, uh, earning twenty to thirty million dollars a year with his horses because he plans out and strategically, you know, places uh, horses in the right spot. Uh, so we we meet the trainers, then um, uh, the equine transportation. Uh, we go back and see how horses get to where they go, you know. Uh, if they're in Florida and they go to New Orleans or New York or Kentucky, how they get to the Derby transportation-wise. And then to get them where they're going, 
and as Steve Norman said, he is he is horse racing. Um, we go by and talk with Steve Norman and find out, um, you know, how 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 to shoe horses. Uh, you know, he, he's a, one of the best blacksmiths that ever been around, and and that's what um, he'll, he'll show you and tell you about. Um, then then the feed, the hallway feed. They they fed so many champion horses and all breeds all around the world. It's just crazy, and you find out how they how they mix the feed, how they do their their job to get them there. Um, then we go to the equine sales uh, that we were talking about earlier, whether it's the Fazic Tippin, Ocala Breeder Sales, the Saratoga Sales, uh, California, Louisiana, Arkansas, uh, the European Sales at Golfs. Uh, or Tattersall sales in Europe, you never can tell where you can buy, uh, you know, a horse that's um, going to get you to the Kentucky Derby. It's all part of the process, all the decision making, and everything uh, that we go through. And then, you know, like we've just been talking about the Derby prep races that are coming up. Um, you see uh, all these all these prep races. When uh, all said and done, you're looking at um, 36 races all together, uh, 26 of them are, are on a scheduled point system. And so you got to plan those out. And those are something you, you just can't jump up and say, okay, uh, you know, we're training here in Florida and we're going to go to New Orleans. You know, you, you got to plan all these things out, how to get your horses there, when to get them there, uh, you know, that type of thing. Do I fly them or do I drive them? Uh, you know, that's the whole, whole thing that you're doing there. Um, and those are the derby prep races, and you don't want to be running against the best of the best week in and week out because, you know, you don't last long when you have to run the best against the best. Um, you got to find a little breather somewhere along the line. And then after you get through all the prep races and you've seen the season and you know how your horse is done and, you know, you kind of get a flow of everything, uh, you got to uh, think about uh, – running in the derby and i've been uh, fortunate to be around a few trainers that have won the derby several times and just to see how they make the decisions on what they do is is just um i'd hate to be put in that situation i'm not saying it's a life or death situation but that that would be the only decision i think that would top uh making a decision to run in the derby uh, is if you had to make a life or death decision, that that's the ultimate decision that a person has to make. But um, the second one, I would say the decision to run in the Kentucky Derby, because your heart and your mind wants to do it. Because you know it's a, as they say, it's a, a chance of a lifetime and a lifetime of chance, and the horse business is. And so then, you, once you make a decision, you know to run in the Derby. Um, you know, you have to justify, you know, why you're doing it. And, and a lot of times that, that comes out good. But sometimes the trainer might tell you, Mr. Owner, uh, we've got a great horse here. Uh, if everything was perfect and we got the perfect trip, um, you know, everything would be, you know, give us a real good shot at winning the derby. But on the second, on the other hand, if you – Really look at the uh, the race, the 20-horse field, um, you know, how tough it's going to be. It's going to be really pretty rough. Um, you know, might not be able to get there. Post position makes a big difference. Uh, you know, weather conditions make a big difference. Um, there's just so much there. And the trainer might come to the owner and say, okay, we've gone this route. We've got enough points to get into the derby, but can we win the derby? And you have to sit down, and ultimately it's the decision of the owner. And the trainer likes that because uh, it takes a little pressure off of him, uh, you know, So which, which is good. So you, the trainer might say, okay, you know, this is why I think that we could win the Derby. This is why we can't win the Derby. And so after you balance that out, the trainer says, instead – Let's get him on a schedule to run the Preakness in Baltimore in two weeks. You know, we've got a race here that we can get him on the undercard. It's a nice stakes race. 
Um, you know, it's good money. Uh, it's a great stakes race. Uh, you know, we can run him at an undercard, and then that would be perfect uh, in line with his training for the Preakness. So, you know, that's what you got to look at. And then sometimes, there, you know, there, there's a situation you get into and say, hey, you know, I, I might not be able to, you know, um, uh, win the Preakness, might not be able to win the, the Kentucky Derby, but I think I can win the, the Belmont Stakes. And, you know, that that's that's a big feather in your cap to do that. And so let's uh, always decision things that, uh, you know, we go through to make uh, uh, the horse business go. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, you're a horse show person, a, a standard bred uh, uh, person, or if you're, um, uh, you know, a thoroughbred or quarter horse person. It's all about, you know, how you get there. And you have to document that. You got to kind of guide yourself along on how you get there. You know, and, and there's so much information too that um, you look at. You know, how did uh, Secretariat get to the Kentucky Derby? Well, you go back and you know historically you can look at it and say, well, this is how he got to the Kentucky Derby. And so you could try to mirror that, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, you, you could go along with his training program exactly like he did for two years. And you might not have a horse because of all the outlying factors that are in there, like we just talked about today, and all. So that 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 makes it tough, and, and all. So uh, you know, there's just so much to it. Uh, the horse business uh, of all breeds uh, that it's you have to be nuts to get into it, and that's why we like it so much because there's always that hope, that dream. Um, that you can become a um, Hamiltonian or a Little Brown Jug winner, um, you know, or a Breeders' Crown winner, or you can uh, be a winner in the uh, uh, show horse industry. You can uh, win a Pan American gold medal. You can win a, an Olympic gold medal. Uh, you can win uh, the Global Champions Tour. Um, you know, that's that's why we do it, uh, because uh, of the satisfaction you get when you win. And let me tell you, I, most of the time in this business, you're on the short end of the stick. And that's the way a lot a lot of things are, are in life. But I learned in the horse business to adjust to that after El Baba. After El Baba, when I, for a week I was on top of the world, pictures, taking interviews every day, every day, every day. And then we run 11th in the Derby, and the next morning – there was nobody there to take pictures, ask questions or anything. You were just another horse. And I tell you, boy, you talk about it from 530 um, that afternoon on the first Saturday in May to 530 the next morning, um, it, it was pretty doggone uh, uh, awakening. Uh, you don't sleep much and you just, you know, what in the heck happened to it? But see, you know, you, that's why we like this business because there's hope. There's opportunity. Um, let me tell you, I'll give you a good example. The Kentucky Derby trial was our Kentucky Derby. You know, we, we, we went off the longest shot on the board and we win the thing. You know, and, and all these people that are going uh, to the races now, Tampa Bay Derby this weekend, or um, the um, Tam F. Davis this weekend, that might be that grooms and trainers Kentucky Derby. He might not, you know, win the Derby. He might not even get to the Derby, but that's his big day. That's his day to shine. You know, that's when the eyes are all on him and everybody's asking you, how did you do it? Congratulations. You know, way to go. Uh, are you looking, what's your next race you're looking for? Are you going to run in the Derby? And you get that buzz around your horses. And, and, and it's really a great feeling, you know, to have. But it's like uh, life in general. Uh, you know, you get up, you make the best of every day, uh, you know, and you go for it. And you just deal with the setbacks, you deal with the uh, with the victories, you deal with the losses. Uh, you know, it's really good. And that, that's what we're trying to get uh, across to everybody here at IEM. You know, come along with us. Go on that journey with us. See how they get there. See how, you know, what it takes. You know, and that's for all the things that we're doing, you know. 
and all. So uh, we're glad to have you here uh, listening to us on this week, all two, maybe three of my uh, people. But again, it's not how many people I have listening or how many people I got coming to my website. For me, today is my Kentucky Derby. Every Thursday is my Kentucky Derby, win, lose, or draw. So we hope you tune in next week, and we hope you call in to our show and, uh, you know, tell us your your journey. How are you getting to the Kentucky Derby in 2023? So we'll listen for, look for you next week at 1 o'clock on BBS Radio.